Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you, those of you that work so hard for your money. You want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but you want it right now so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. And guys, it's not just about getting rich, is it? It's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. And that is what it means to create a ripple effect and to be a rippler. Thank you so much for tuning in and shout out to you guys, especially those of you guys have been reaching out, asking questions. Some of you even got, you've even been hiring us um, as consultants, but you guys have been taking action on the stuff that we talk about. And guys, that's the whole reason I'm here because I'm here to create a ripple effect through you. And if it weren't for you guys doing something, this would be a total waste for me. So I appreciate you guys changing your own lives and doing things to, to actually bless the lives of others as well. Hey, as a reminder, be sure Go to, if you haven't done this already, if you're already watching our YouTube channel, great, but also go to Apple Podcast, subscribe, and then also leave us a review if you love it. Now, if you hate us, don't leave us a review. I mean, just, just leave us alone. But if you actually like this or you have a favorite episode, review it, rate it, and leave some kind words. We'd really appreciate it because this is the ripple effect we're trying to create. So thank you so much. All right, guys. So I brought on a special guest today. I have Dr. Paul Reed with us out of my home state or pretty, pretty much in my home area of Oregon there. Um, now, one thing interesting with Paul, like Paul has worked with like many, many chiropractors. I know there's several chiropractors. Shout out to you guys as well that are that have been following us lately. I know many of you guys have been following some of our mutual friends like Dr. Ed Osborne or Ryan Doyle and people like that. Um, but something to know about Paul here that's pretty incredible. Um, one, I mean, now he's a, like, a, a, like this serial entrepreneur, but he's like a faith-based entrepreneur. He's a speaker, author, coach, uh, I mean, father, I mean, the guy is just an amazing guy. Um, he also is, I mean, he's not only just created businesses, but he's actually started eight businesses exceeding $5 million in revenue annually. So really excited to be able to talk with him, not just about his successes, but also about the things that have led to that success. Because I think you'll find out, Tony Robbins says this, that success leaves clues. There's always a pattern. So I want to really dig in that pattern with Paul today. So Paul, on that note, welcome to our show. Oh, I can't hear you. It sounds muted for some reason. Let me. That's weird. Hold on, maybe it's me. Good thing we have post editing. <laughs> no, it went silent for some reason. That's weird. I can't hear you at all. Let me hit. Okay, so Paul, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris, super excited to be here. Thank you for uh, allowing me to to be on and be able to contribute to your tribe. I know that you have a huge following that's uh, that's you're supporting and helping them live their best lives. And I know you're the, you're the cash flow guy, so it's it's helping them, uh, which gives us all freedom, right? I heard I heard mm -hmm. once from a, a financial guy he said that a lot of people think that cash is king, which is important. He goes, but cash flow is a queen. And the king likes to sleep with the queen. So, um, <laughs> so cash it. flow is, is, if not more important than cash. So it's, it's true, right? It's, it's yeah. just like everything. I mean, even in, I know you're in the health industry as well. I mean, it's about flow, isn't it? Like yeah. whatever flows brings life, water flows, brings life, blood yeah. flow brings life and money yeah. flow is no different. Is it? Yep. Yep. Mo movement is life. Got to move. And so that's, that's exactly right. right. So movement is flow. Yeah. So thank you. Well, give us more about your story and just what led you to where you are today. 
Man, you know, I, um, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm a chiropractor by day, um, coach leader by, by night, I guess. Um, you know, like I, Batman, I felt, right? I felt, I felt a call, right. I felt a, a calling when I was a little dude. Um, I got my first adjustment when I was eighth grade. And at that moment, you know, they, they, those in the chiropractic understand that connects the man of physical with man of spiritual. And I had that adjustment and I'm like, I want to do this when I grow up. And from that point forward was like, that was my marching orders when my sports career was done. I'm like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I want to come back to my community and then help people experience what, you know, what I, I experienced um, from that time forward. So here we are almost, you know, I'm in my 25th year. Um, yeah. So I opened several clinics and as you, as you briefly mentioned the intro, serial entrepreneur got, you know, coffee shop and some property development and coaching business and um, was blessed to be able to exit uh, kind of exit from the practices by selling them to a, a group here a few years back. And um, yeah. now, now following my heart and, you know, as I, I just read Bob, uh, Oh shoot. Can't remember his last name. Anyhow, halftime, the book halftime, like moving from signet from success to significance, the second half of years, I'm 51 trying to figure out what the second half of life looks like and and, and how I'm going to serve. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, and, and you don't often hear people that, that, well, go into like chiropractic and then they'll also launch into other businesses too. So that's kind of unique. I've noticed in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it's, it's a blessing and a curse to, to feel called to do lots of other stuff. Right. Cause it's, uh -huh. it's, uh, <laughs> it's just a limitation of time and, and matter and, and ability to focus. Um, I think, you know, as, as, as your listeners, one thing that just came to mind right then is, is a lot of people want to jump into a different space to create some of that cash flow without having, uh, their, their first business be stable. Um, and a lot of my guys I coach like, Hey, I want a second source of income. Like that is fantastic and great. And I think you should do it, but you have to have your systems and process and your first yes. one in order before you jump into something else. Otherwise you're going to dilute that one and it's going to compromise yes. its cash flow, Right. And then you're, then you're, you're moving nowhere. So really make sure that your first, your a, a product or your a passion is, is dialed and, and set before you jump ship and, and try and start something else. Amen to that. Yeah. I, I made that same mistake in 2008 when the recession was hitting hard. I'm like, I'd have multiple streams of income. And so I had five different business streams I was doing. And, uh, and I noticed that overall my income dropped mm. from what it was when I didn't have all the streams because I was, I, I've been basically cannibalizing the other income streams yeah. to try to focus on whatever. I'm like a sprinkler versus a fire hose. Yeah. And once I cut off three of those streams, I just focused on two, then also my overall mm. income shot up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's energy, right? Energy is everything, yeah. and if we dilute that energy across multiple platforms, something's you got. It has to give somewhere, so something's not getting the attention or the energy that it needs to to keep it doing what it's supposed to be doing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what do you feel is kind of your calling now? I mean, now you're moving to that that second half, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, I, I really feel led right now. I'm spending my heart for actually about man, almost in my seventh year of this, and I'm just the last couple of years taking action on it, but to support men. Um, I'm, I've started a, a Christian men's coaching mentorship program. And I think it's, um, that's really kind of my heart to help them course correct and pivot and really be the leaders within themselves first and foremost, and then their family and then their communities slash business, whatever it might be. But I'm, yeah, my, I think my next, uh, or I know my next thing is, is working on that. And then I got a book I'm working on as well. So I'm going to bigger impact, right? So for the kingdom. So. Yeah. What, what do you, what kind of problem are you seeing among men right now? Like what, what is, what's really inspiring that? Like, what are you seeing? That's a trend. Cause I know I've seen some things that's kind of concerning. It, it really is. I think, I think the masculinity is, is going away. I think leadership is going away. Um, I think, I think, um, 
fear. There's they're filled with fear and complacency uh, or apathy, I guess is another way to describe it. And so Mm. really pouring into them to, to help them, you know, strengthen who they feel that they are as a man of God and then, and acting on their purpose. Like, I think there's just too many, too many men that are just, um, you know, I like to use a rhino and a cow. I don't know if you've ever read any Alexander's books, but like, they're just, they're just, they're the cow. They're just like in the pasture, chewing in their cud, really not taking responsibility for their thoughts mm-hmm. or their actions or their families or their finances and, 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 you know, living a, a compromised life and really not filling the promised land that they're, they're supposed to have. So. Absolutely. They're just kind of existing, right? Just yeah. surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of thriving, like we're called to. So Yeah, exactly. Now, I know masculinity has kind of been under attack for many years, right? Mm. It's almost swung the pendulum too far the other direction. 100%. How would you define masculinity? Because I know some people see it as a negative term, but I know it could also be a positive one too. Yeah, I think, you know, and the pendulum, you're right, has it completely went the other way from this domineering thing to and and i think masculinity is just a is is confidence right and so it's not necessarily like i'm a bully or i'm i'm gonna run over people but it's it's a confidence and a posture and a communication um it's a leadership right we're called the lead it's biblical um and and if we're not we're not fulfilling god's call or promise for us as men and so i i think it's it's yeah, there's, there's definitely balance, but you know, if you look at Jesus, he wasn't a bully, right? He was, mm-hmm. he was masculine. He was a leader. Um, and he led by example. And I think enough men right now are not, that's the other thing is they're not leading by example for themselves or for their families. Most importantly, I see broken families and broken kids and, um, which just leads to a broken future. And so it starts with fixing yourself first. And that's really want to help dudes fix themselves so that they can yeah. be the example that they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's interesting. You just brought that up because just this morning, uh, one of my clients, he's out in South Carolina. He's a he's a minister, and he uh, he actually shared. He said, you know, Jesus wasn't always nice. You know, like, right. there was times Jesus had to say to Peter, "Hey, get back, Satan! Like you're trying to tell me not to offer myself as a sacrifice. I need you to get back because that yeah. temptation sucks." You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and and just you know, times he called people out. He's like, "Listen, you're trying to accuse you know accuse my mother and of of my origins and everything else." Like. Hey, you know what, Stand you guys, you're spawn of Satan, you know, I mean, yes. he, I mean, he called them out. Like it, there was, there was a balance there, right? It wasn't like you're just a pushover, but at the same time, you're not just always pushing others over either. Is yeah. It? Yeah. hundred percent. And I, and I think it's, um, you know, in life there's results or there's consequences. Mm-hmm. And I think most men are just accepting the consequence instead of creating the life they want and the results that they want from, from their actions. And their habits, you know, we talked about habits before we jumped on the call and, and really each and everything that we do every day is building us for tomorrow or the next second or the next minute and, and choosing to do the right thing. It's, and it's not always going to work out the way that you want. That's life. Life is hard. I just did a post today. Choose your hard. Like what, what hard do you want? Like, you know, the, the quote that I posted said, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. Like choose what you want um, and accept that hard and then do what it has to take to accomplish it. So. Absolutely. So, so what are those success habits? Like what what do they look like for, you know, success? That's, I think, you know, a lot of people have a misconception of success. I mean, success Mm -hmm. in the day in and day out is boring, right? It's, it's a rhythm. It's a routine. It's getting in a pattern of, of doing the things that need to be done, the consistent, persistent pursuit of your desired state, like, and success to you and me might be different than some of your list, every one of your listeners, right? And yeah. so finding out first, first and foremost, defining what success is for you, because it, it might not necessarily be like you opened with, with, 
you know, millions of, in a bank account, it might be your cash flow to give you the freedom to do the thing that you want to do and having that right. cash flow for a hundred years or however long. Um, so first defining it and then just the consistent, again, consistent, persistent pursuit of that thing and, and not giving up on it. Um, finding, finding your rhythm, finding your routines um, each and every day that, that move you a little bit closer. If you can get 1% closer to your desired state each and every day, um, you're going to end up there. It might not be on your timing. It might be on God's timing, right? Like we all want it tomorrow or the next day. And it might be a year or 10 years from now. He's you're in a season of preparation. Um, but you have to do the work in that preparation to, to get you to where you want to go. Um, and so I think it's, you know, again, there's a mis misconception of success. If you ask any person that's been successful on any level at, at a high level, um, they'll, they'll tell you that it's boring and it's work, right? They get up the yeah. same day. They do the same thing over and over and over again until they get their desired result. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people get, um, because, I don't know where it switched, but we've become a generation of, of or society, not necessarily a generation of like immediate gratification instead of knowing mm -hmm. like, dude, like, well, you're a perfect example, right? You picked up running marathons. Like you couldn't the first day, like, Hey, I'm going to change and start running a marathon and go run a marathon. Like, no, it took weeks <laughs> and months to prep, to run that distance. Yeah. Um, and so people forget like the work that it takes day in and day out to get you to that desired state. So it's funny that you say it's uh, like, you know, success is boring, right? Um, because there's a phrase I often say on this show regarding investing is that boring is sexy. Yeah, it is right. It really <laughs> is. It, it really does. Like, and that's one thing I learned because a lot of times, at least with investing, people always want to go for the bright, shiny objects, the stuff that's high risk. But we're like, no, after I, after the last recession and what I've learned as an investor is no, it's actually the, the stuff that's boring, the stuff that most people ignore, uh, even yeah. the people that are the most successful investors will do this thing that they've done day in and day out. They know it like the back of their hand. And that's why it works. That's why yeah. they make money versus the people that just are flash in the pan type of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, it's the consistent, persistent, right. Find, find that mechanism that works and don't change it. You know, that's everything is a lot of people try and, um, recreate the wheel, which there's always new things being created. Right. But again, it just, success leaves clues like you opened with Tony Robbins, right? Like just find the patterns and model those patterns and, and, and continue to, to chase it. I mean, and we all did that. Like if you, we end up becoming those that we're closest with, right? You're, what do they say? Like seven people within your reach, you, you adopt and pick up those habits. Yeah. Um, those folks find, find somebody in your tribe that is doing um, what you want to do or has become what you want to become and, and start to model and, and, and follow their habits. Cause those, again, those habits leaves clues. That's sure. So true. So what are some of these habits that someone can start doing right now that could, that's the boring stuff. Like what's the boring stuff that we could be doing consistently that could create great results in their life? I personally think honestly that some sort of physical challenge daily, some mm -hmm. fitness, right? I think, yeah. I think fitness is the ultimate discipline. I think it's the portal personally, from my experience, I think it's the portal to success or, di or discipline in other other areas, uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I think if, if you challenge yourself consistently, um, within your fitness component, like it's going to, it's going to open up doors, um, to other areas of success. I think that, um, a lot of people, unfortunately ignore that. And that's why we're, our health is where it's at, um, yeah. and it, it, it worldwide. Um, and I, and I think success too, like if it's, it's a directory, your ability to commit to something and do it day in and day out when it, when it's no fun, when it, stinks when it hurts when it's cold out when it's wet out whatever it might be mm -hmm. um and and just doing it and pushing through that discomfort right embracing the suck i like to say 
Like uh-huh. when you embrace the suck, like there's rewards on the other, the other side. And it, again, it might not be, um, in your time frame, but you're being prepared for when that, when your number gets called. Right. And I think that's, you know, approaching life like a sport, even though if you're not an athlete, um, and, and prepping yourself for when your opportunity knocks, that you're ready to be able to step into that greatness, um, is, is key. So that's a really interesting perspective because I know there's a lot of people that uh, many times will say like, oh, it's the spiritual discipline, the internal discipline that leads to the other disciplines. But how many times have we seen those same people, you know, sitting there pre-diabetic or even diabetic, overweight, yeah. dying early of heart attacks and things like that? Because yeah. just because you have spiritual discipline doesn't mean you have discipline in other areas of your life. Yeah. Well, where you said, hey, fitness is more almost like that gateway drug <laughs> to create yeah. discipline to the other p- paths as well. And I'd never considered that before, but that's, I've seen that true in my own experience too. I, I can't say that's hundred percent of the time, but I know that for me, it, it actually, that did open up that path to doing other things too. Yeah. And if, if we're, if we're thinking selfless, Chris, if we're mm-hmm. thinking about our families and about our kids or grandkids or grandkids mm-hmm. as kids, our future, right. We want to create, you know, a generational impact. Like we, you know, I had a mentor 20 years ago, tell me you're no sick or you're no good to anybody if you're sick or dead. Um, you know, you, God can't use you the way he wants to use you. You can't benefit yourself. You can't benefit your family. And so I think, you know, and that's really where that stems from for me. Like if you take care of you and do you the way that you were designed to do you, then it opens up all these other avenues and portals for you to be able to bless others. Um, and so I think, yeah, physical fitness needs to be, uh, taking care of your temples got to be top priority for people. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the body really is a vessel for you to fulfill your purpose, do God's work and and really, make, you know, and create more. You're meant to be a creator, not just a hundred percent. God was a creator, right? And we we're created in the image yeah. of God. So that's, we, you are a creator. Absolutely. That's love absolutely. That. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and that thing I, I've seen too, in my own experience, even with money is that so many people that do ignore health. I knew somebody had millions of dollars. His health went down the tube. I mean, and this guy was now he was disciplined everywhere else, right? He was a disciplined studier and reader, which I think is also important too. Mm-hmm. And he was spiritually studying as well and trying to act on those things. But the one place he wasn't doing well was in his fitness side. And yeah. that ironically, he was put in the hospital, almost died, lost all of his wealth, lost just about everything because that wasn't in place too. So it's, it's, it's interesting was, to say that it can cost in so many different areas. Well, you know, your health, they say that's the number one reason for bankruptcy, right? Is, is your, yeah. is your lack of health. And, and, you know, another quote or saying I heard before is, is people spend generations gaining their wealth and they spend their wealth to regain their health. And yeah. so like, if you'd taken care of your health and been responsible, now granted there's stuff that happens that, you know, unexpectedly, but like, if you do your responsibility to do your best, um, it's going to give you a higher opportunity to not have to, to be in that situation. So. Oh, I agree. Now I want to take a quick break right here and just ask you, like, I know you put on events, right? I know you just did one in Boise here recently, yep. right? Uh, yeah. Tell us more about what, what kind of events and things you're putting on right now. You know, that, that, that's the event is specific to the chiropractic profession. And so it's, mm-hmm. you know, I bring in, you know, again, feeling called into this profession, which I know there's a lot of chiropractors who are called, but I literally on my yeah. heart at that, at that instant, when I got my first adjustment, um, uh, felt that, you know, n- didn't really know what it meant at the time, but I knew I would be leading in the profession. And so, yeah, that, that seminar Cairo Fest was, was stimulated. This was our 13th or 14th year, this last 13, mm-hmm. I think this was year 13, um, this, this past year. Um, and, and our, and our tagline is, is honor the past, preserve the future. Yeah. And, and really it's, again, it's a selfish ambition. I, w- I want, you know, the chiropractic that I know and live and practice, 
um, to be around for my kids as kids as kids so that they can experience, you know, health the way that I believe health was supposed to be um, experienced for people. And, and um, yeah, so that's that that event um, is, is a passion of mine. Um, just to yeah. you know, keep chiropractors on purpose, on point, um, and serving their communities the way that they're supposed to. They need to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got a huge blessing benefit from chiropractic over the years. And in fact, yeah. a lot of my health is because of what I've done in chiropractic and, oh, awesome. and all the treatments I've received. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And so that's, now, what that's the main event. Doing? What's that? Oh, oh, sorry. Say that again. No, no I, I, that's the main event right now <laughs> that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what about with the men? Like, I know like people even outside chiropractic, you're doing things with them as well, right? Yep. Yep. And so they, yeah. So the mentorship within, within my unstoppable man group, um, it's again, it's, uh, we got people in the marketing space, real estate space, mortgage space. Um, and so again, it's just really helping men work on themselves so that they can be the leader. You know, we, we work on what I call our foundational five, your faith, your family, your fitness finances, and then fun. Um, yeah. And so really, really each week they, we have an accountability group um, each week. They, they score themselves on those, that foundational five, where they're at, how much they did the previous week. Um, then we do, you know, course correction activities and, and have a lesson every week that we talk about. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed about you, like you're not like overly machismo, right? Like I know there's some other men groups, some, you know, friends, probably mutual friends of ours, even yeah. um, that will put on like men's groups. And it's almost like, it's like ultra, like, in your face, almost kind of a little bit brash. If, yeah. You know, I mean, and that's their thing. That's great. But, no. you know, I, I was even seeing the guy that was wearing a, a t shirt of one of those groups just at the gym today. And, uh, and I'm like, Is this guy happy? Because I can't really tell. I'm like, I'm trying <laughs> to see, you know, because I, I just know the culture is like, it's almost like I got to get angry about everything, you know? Yeah. To me, that's not masculinity necessarily. But again, I, I have a little feminine, masculine type balance in myself. I'm not machismo either. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts about that exactly? You know, I, I'm a little bit the same way and, and I'm all for um, hyper-discipline, right? Pushing yourself mm -hmm. and getting uncomfortable, like we said earlier, embracing the suck through some physical challenges, but yeah. but being angry and ticked, like, you know, ticked off all the time doesn't benefit yourself, you know, long-term or anybody around you. And so I think there's definitely a balance of like, um, you know, being, being disciplined, being a charger, being, you know, masculine, but not like, you know, and, and, yeah, that's just my experience. I, I had a, had a college football coach that was that way. Like he'd grab you by the face mask and call you a bunch of names and shake you and, and, and get you out there. And um, I mean, that might motivate some people, but I don't think that it motivates the masses. Like, occasionally we need a good wake up call, like a good kick in the rear, you yeah. know, but, but on the, the, the daily, I don't think that's what somebody needs to, to stretch themselves to be great. Um, right. I think, I think just, challenging people to, to go a little bit deeper than they, they are right now and, and work a little bit harder. You can do that without, you know, getting up in somebody's grill and calling them names and whatever else that's going on. <laughs> so. What? I thought that was like the best way to do things. It's just, yeah. you know, just destroy them. And, and that's how you build them up, right? You just tear them down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh. awesome. Yeah. And uh, and what what's like a good website if people want to follow your social media or what's the best yeah. way to do? Awesome. That? So yeah, my website, Chris, is drpaulreed.com. Simple, easy, just my name, R W E D. Um, and then Insta is at drpaul.com, and and Facebook is my professional page is Dr. Paul Reed. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And one last question I want to ask you yes, that sir. I think is kind of like the I like to call it the the multi million dollar question because it's probably better than million, right? Uh, but if you're give one piece of advice, whether it's men or women on this mm. show, right? That anybody like what's, what's that piece of advice that you would give 
right now for anybody who wants to see more in their life, have more extraordinary results, see more success? I think first and foremost, um, you know, get deeper in your walk in your faith. Um, I think that will open up and expose you um, opportunities that you're not necessarily ceiling and knowing that you're being prepared. Um, but then I, then I think secondly, like somebody asked me this recently on another, the interview, what would I tell my, you know, previous self? And I think be more confident and certain in your abilities. Um, I think, I think all of us, um, it's a rarity that somebody is, is a thousand percent confident in who they are and the impact that they're going to have. We all have that little monkey in our ear. That's, you know, making us question ourselves. And, and I think if I was, you know, that's the one thing that I would tell people is, is if you're certain on where you're going and God's calling your life, just keep acting and knowing that you're doing the right thing. So, yeah. Love it, man. Dr. Paul, this has been awesome. Really appreciate your time and your generosity. Yeah. And, and, uh, I've learned a lot just, uh, just for, for the few minutes we've been here. Really appreciate wow. that. Thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, everybody else, you heard it here. I mean, obviously the success is from doing things that are boring, right? <laughs> boring is what leads to more success. Yeah. You know, those mundane, boring, little bit of suck that you got to do in your life. But that's what actually creates those instant results. What mm -hmm. some people might see as instant results. But um, as I like to quote from another book, uh, some people would say, it only took me 10 years to become an overnight success, right? And <laughs> and that's what it is. It's just doing the boring, mundane things that you never think other people do. That's just doing. So the question is, are you just going to be a hearer of the word? Are you going to be a doer as well? Mm. That's what I challenge you guys to do is to be a doer and make these things start to really happen and manifest in your life. Go and make it a wonderful, prosperous week. And we'll see you later.